from the Boomer and the Babe studio at the Feeding Arizona building in Youngtown, Arizona, it's time for Success or Failure with Tom and Terry. Success or Failure is the show that gives you methods and principles to guide you to your best business and your best self. Now here are Tom Legering and Terry Munther. Morning or good evening, whenever you may be. Hello and welcome to Success or Failure with Tom and Terry. I'm Dr. Terry Munther, along with author and entrepreneur Tom Legering. Each month we get together on this program to discuss and share ideas for meeting personal and financial goals and improving the quality of our lives. We'll talk about the tried and true concepts found in the book Success or Failure, The Choice is Yours, and we'll hear from business partners and guests about projects, their success stories, and how they're finding their path to a happy, healthy, and successful life. We hope you'll join in the conversation by calling or emailing us with your thoughts and comments at blogtalkradio.com forward slash boomer and babe or www.successorfailure.org. Glad to have you with us. Tom, good to see you again. We're in the same place again. We're broadcasting, actually, from beautiful Sun City, Arizona, Sun City Country Club. It, it's really nice to uh, be here. I just came from another meeting, and uh, everybody just seems to be very upbeat. Uh, you know, I mean, there's been some gloom and doom, but I guess the holidays is bringing people closer to uh, yeah. seeing our... our we had to introduce ourselves, and we had to use the word thankful. And so you start thinking, well, what am I thankful? What really am I thankful <laughs> for? You know, off the top of your head, you just yeah. name a couple of little things. <clears throat> but then when you really get into it in your heart, you say, my God, this year's almost gone, and I'm still alive. I'm looking down at the grass and not up <laughs> at it. So... You know, we do have a lot of things to be thankful, and then our family and our our business activities and, and the people that we've helped with the book and people that listen to our show uh, and seeing how, how we're actually getting through to people to understand that the choice is yours, success or failure. And failure is not a bad thing unless you accept it. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, you know, I think that's a good exercise we ought to do every day, you know, however we do it, whether, you know, we're doing it as writing it down or whether we're doing it as a form of prayer or whatever. But it's a really good exercise to just stop every day, take some time to say, what am I thankful for? You know, what are the good things I have? Because, as we know, and a lot of the people we work with, we we as humans, but especially some of the people who are kind of down and out or they're out of work or whatever, they they're focusing on the negative. What they don't what they're not thankful for. You know. Yes. I'm not thankful because I'm out of work or I'm not thankful because of this or woe is me because of this, you know, and with my background in education, one of the toughest questions, you know, you could ask kids almost of all ages, you know, is to describe the good things about yourself. Right. You know, make a list of all the good things about you. And invariably, um, especially, and I I worked with with adolescents, they would come up with a longer list of negative things about themselves. And so you really had to know that's not part of this exercise. (laughs) We're not going to write about what, what you can't do, that I'm not a good athlete or I'm not smart enough or I'm not pretty enough. No, we're going to write about what what are the good things about you. What is it that that you like about you? What is it that other people like about you? What are, you know, those are that's an important thing to think about. I think it goes along with the being thankful. We tend 
to focus so much on what isn't right with me or what isn't right with the world that if we really take the time to stop and be thankful for what we have, and even if we're not in the greatest of places, I mean, you kind of said it as a joke, but, hey, I'm alive. I have an opportunity to make my life better. It may not be the best right now, but I'm alive and I'm probably healthy enough that I can take steps to get better, that's something to be thankful for. And you can go up from there. You know, my my children are, are doing okay or are well. Or I have my children. Um, you know, I have a place to stay. I, You know, depending on where you're at, if you just take the time to really be thankful for what you have, it puts you in a spot where I think you're then more willing to take a step forward to even make it better. If you sit and make the list of what's wrong with you and what's wrong with your life, then typically you will take the time to take a step backwards. And you will be down <laughs> negative. Yes. Exactly. Absolutely. So so it is the time of year to say we're thankful. We just finished Thanksgiving and we're, we're moving into the next holiday season. And um, it's time to stop and say we're thankful for what we have. And uh, also then we're thankful that we can be successful, and move towards success, and we're in a position to do that. That in itself is something to be thankful for. Well, I like I say, I'm very thankful uh, in in giving my little talk this morning. Now it wasn't a talk. It was, you get 15 or 20 seconds. But then the impact of it was the fact that <coughs> I do have a lot to be thankful for. And part of it is that... Uh, like last night, I was I was teaching uh, victims of domestic violence uh, at Eve's place here in Phoenix. And one of the problems with with dealing with people when they don't know you and you're there trying to tell them things. And I finally got out of me talking. I just sit when I sit and start the meeting. I always say, "Well, are you guys want to just hear me babble?" Or do you want to get in the conversation? Yeah. Okay, so what's bothering you right now? And we, we start dragging those things out. And one of the things, uh, I was talking to this one lady, and she had, you know, which most of them have their stories. And it's very painful for them to go back and to, and to look at those things. But I asked her, I said, you know, <clears throat> There's a case where you have to look at your your life situation and take the best. Uh, don't tell me about the bad things. Tell me about the good things. And she listed her children and, you know, how her husband was a very good person and then he got on methamphetamines. And so yeah. I said, uh, when they're on that, you have to think of them as they've passed away. And I said... Uh, how would you go about that? And she said, well, I'm a Navajo, and we get three days to mourn. I said, okay, I'll be back next week, and I want to know if you're over, and you've got that phase of your life over. You've mourned it, you go through it, and you you have your grief, and you get rid of it. Then what are you going to do in the future, and what do you want to have in your future? because you're in control of it. And the look that she gave me is, I'm in control of it? <laughs> it was, it, you know, somebody, it was like I gave her the power to be in control of herself. And it wasn't I did. It was she got it 
and figured out that she really had control of yeah. her destiny. Or could take control of it. Yeah, it, that she had the ability to do that, and that was the hard part. So when I was there last night, I mean, she was just absolutely bubbly. I mean, you know, just her whole mood had changed, and the idea that she's listed the things that she has to do, because I get them to write down the things that they want to do, the idea is to figure out everything you, you want in your life if you were successful. And she wrote everything down that she wanted. She monetized it, said, okay, I have to make this much money to have yeah. this. Yeah. And so it's not just constantly chasing money. It's chasing the thing that you want to have your life the way you want it. And once you get that in order, it that's, that's, you, that's yeah. your next platform yeah. that you have to work with. But what she did is put that down, and she's now she's already contacted counselor at one of the colleges. She has a two-year degree. Very, very smart lady. Um, I, I, it's hard to say, but probably in her late 50s. And she's got her whole life all laid out just because she's been able to uh, look at herself. She's read, read the book. Yeah. Success or failure, the choice is yours, and figured out it's it's so simple. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's just a, an amazing thing to me to see how people can, once you once you let them know that they have the authority, it's not me giving them the authority, mm-hmm. but it's empowering them to say, yes, I am in charge of me, and yeah. so I won't let things into my life that shouldn't be there. I think I think so. Well, let me take this in a little different direction sure. about the book again, using you know the your book and what we've done in our classes. And, and if folks are listening, please look it up. Uh, Success or failure, the choice is yours. It's a very simple workbook about how to be successful or how to move on and get your life together to be successful and reach your goals. And we've often said in our training, you know, for the most part, we're focusing on people who are looking for that next career advancement or to get out of the doldrums or a domestic abuse situation, whatever, but very straight-line, long-term goals. Well, the last couple months, and, you know, we've talked, uh, what I found from the book, and I'll use some personal examples, is you can also use it to explore. Right. Uh, um, not not necessarily saying this is what I want in five years. I mean, that's where we usually go. What do you want in five years? Mm-hmm. How much money do you want to be making? What does your house look like, your car look like? You yeah. know, you're, you're very good at visualizing and, and the imagery of all of that. Well, I took it a couple months ago and simply said, you know, uh, you know, I have a lot to be thankful for, and I knew that. But I can continue just to kind of go down this road of being retired and it's a right. good life. I mean, 99% of the people would love, you know, my life. Yeah, they would um, trade even up. You know, yes. And, and, you know, we live in Arizona. We live in Washington State. And, you know, we get to golf a lot, et cetera, et cetera. But so I allowed myself to use the book to say, what if I just wanted to explore some things? And I, it's for me, you know, I like analogies, being an old English teacher. You know, we've all hiked and we said, I wonder what's down that path. Right. You know, I know this path because the sign says I've got 2.4 miles to the lodge. If I just stay on it, I know where that's going and I'll yeah. get there. But I wonder what's down that path. There might be something a really cool waterfall. And all of a sudden you find out 100 yards down that path, 
it's just a beautiful waterfall, and you're so glad you took it and you got to see it, right? Mm-hmm. We do the same thing when we're traveling. Right. You know, you're you're going to Phoenix or you're going to Seattle, wherever you are, and then you see scenic view. Well, how often do we just pull off the road and say, I wonder what that is? Yeah. Most of us don't. So I kind of got the book out, and you know, when we first started working together, I, I completed the workbook. Mm-hmm. Uh, went through all of the steps, and I have it all written down, and so I've got my own little book, you know, of how Your I plan, my plan of how I went through the book. And, and I got that out again, and, but I said, let's not do it as far as a second career or something, but what are some things I'd like to explore, and can I use the book to go there and do that? So, so here's an example, you know, and we have conversations, my wife and I, and one of them was, you know, you're retired, but if you could just kind of hang out wherever you wanted to be, what would be the environment you'd want to be in? And I said, I'm never more calm and happy than when I'm on a golf course. It's a very pleasing place for me. You know, sometimes it's the lake and the boat or whatever. But when it's green and it's warm and you're yeah. on a golf course, to me, my, I'm sure my body just slows down, my shoulders drop. I'm very relaxed on a golf course. So I said, that's a really neat environment for me. And so the conversation says, well, if you, what would you do to spend more time on a golf course besides golfing all the time? Mm-hmm. I said, well, maybe I'd want to work a little bit at a golf course. Not all the time. And so I actually used the steps of the book of visualizing the golf course. Well, if I did that, what would I need? How much money would I need to make? There was Tom in my head, right? <laughs> right. And as we've talked, you know, I wanted to make some money to offset health care costs because for our age and people our age, that's a big deal, health care, right. and you're on Medicare or not on Medicare or whatever. So part of it was offsetting costs but not doing something that I needed a whole other income. A whole career. <clears throat> right, too. right. So I, I went through the steps of visualizing where I wanted to be, the environment I wanted to be, what it would look like, how much money I would need to make, and then I went backwards mm-hmm. to what do I need to do tomorrow to make that happen. Yeah. And, you know, the rest is kind of history. I got on websites, started looking at, okay, in Arizona, are there places that you could go in and work part-time in a golf course, having never worked in a golf course or anything like right. that at all. <clears throat> it was kind of poking my head down that trail, you know. Well, long story short, I applied for a position and I have it. I don't, you know, I work 15 to 20 hours a week now at a golf course in a pro shop. It's in the environment I like. I still have four days a week to enjoy retirement, and um, but that's all about me. The, the point of the of the message was I used the book and those steps to explore. Right. Rather than as a means to a long-term end. And so I guess I would encourage us as we talk about being thankful and taking a minute to reflect that, you know, it's okay to dip your nose down a few holes and see what's there or in a few caves or down a few paths or whatever analogy fits you that as you're traveling on your road. Mm-hmm. I think it spices up life, number one. Number two, it could lead to a different long-term direction. You never know. But so often it's just easier to stay on I-5. Right. You know, <laughs> because so, I'll get there quicker. Yeah. I can look straight ahead, and you know, if I stop to go look at that scenic view, it's just going to take me ten minutes to get off the freeway. It's going to take me ten minutes to get back, and then I'm going to be later for dinner. I'm suggesting we stop. We take the breath. We take time to be thankful, and then say, why don't we start planning for exploring in our lives? 
which allows us to poke around, and I think it makes your life much more fulfilling. You know, I mean, now, if I die, I will say, people say, what did you do? Well, right now, I pretty much say I was an educator, Mm -hmm. which I was for 30 years. But, you know, in the last three or four years, I've become a realtor. Now I've become a worker at a golf course. I've become uh, a lecturer and and a teacher with you. So these are three or four different things in the last three or four years that I poke around in mm-hmm. that provide me with variety and some excitement and some new knowledge. And uh, I would just encourage that. And I think I think we haven't spoken enough about our book and our training uh, about allowing it also to just let you explore. It, it it's the, what what I call life is a journey of significance and the person in charge of making it significant is you. So yeah. it's yours, and this is not a dress rehearsal. We don't get to come back and redo these things. So the decisions that we make are today are the ones that have outcomes that we need to know about in the future. And so just like you're saying, explore. <clears throat> That's one of the main things that I try to teach uh when I'm doing mentoring and and different things uh, or score where I help people with their business plans and things like that. It's amazing to me how much information people do not have when they come out of, you know, they may come out of college and, and they, they're prepared for a job, but they're not prepared for life's experiences. Mm-hmm. If there is no job, then what do I do? There's no... That I can do X, Y, and Z, but what do I want to do? Yep. And a lot of times I get people say, well, I could never work for anybody. I just want to start my own business. Well, that's okay, but if it's how do you plan to do that? And yeah. have you looked into, like what you're doing, explore, going, well, I'd like to be in the golf business. Maybe I'd like to own a golf course. Well, wouldn't it be a good thing to go and work in the pro shop and say, whoa, there's a lot of work. These people are demanding. My eyes have been opened. They, they are really, they're kind of pushy. They come in and they they want me right this minute, and I got four people in front of them. And so there's difference in member clubs and in where there's outside play or It's guests. amazing to me people can be so unrelaxed about a, a, an activity that's yeah. supposed to be relaxing. Yeah. they come in there and, and what, yes, I, I mean, it's, it is, you know, and, and as, as you dig deeper into it, it's how, how, do, how do we live our lives and then relate it back to how the people around us are living their lives because that's going to impact us too. Sure. So what others are doing is going to impact what we're doing, and that's what that's the whole purpose of the book and has been to set a goal and go reach the goal. And I like what you're doing. I, I think that's a whole new avenue that I, I personally haven't thought about. Yeah, but, I hadn't either until recently. Yeah. And using the book for that, yeah. almost little... Little day trips, if you right. will, in your mind um, of exploration, which I think just you know enhance your life. But I want to add on something you just said, which I've learned through this position is, when, whenever we do something new, or we go to a new place, or we move, or whatever, whenever there is uh, newness in our life, one of the things I think we've got to keep our eyes open for how it impacts us and how that changes how we will affect others in the future. 
Let me give you the example. So for the last 30 years, for the most part, I've been the boss. Right. So now I'm on the bottom of the rung, you know. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm like, I'm just like fast food, I'm bringing people in and bringing, you know, giving them change, and I have bosses and all yeah. that stuff. You know, that, and that's okay. I mean, it's an adjustment, but it's okay. <laughs> but, you know, the first learning for me, as I told my wife, as I said, I will never again go to the grocery store and not be more patient with the worker at the grocery store, the checkout person, whatever, you know. Um, because we, we don't even think about those things sometimes for those that are serving us. Right. That they're real people with real feelings who may be having a bad day or be in training or whatever. Right. And and we just kind of pass them by uh, and never acknowledge them as part of our lives. I will never do that again. That's a great learning for me. That's, the other that's thing, a growth, it's a learning, that's a growth thing. It's a learning for me that's as I'm huge. sitting at the bottom of an organization, having organizational skills and leadership yeah. skills, saying, hmm, I could improve it this way, this way, this way. I mean, it's not yeah. my job to do that, but it's a, it, it is an exercise right. in my mind about, okay, well, if I was running this organization, I'd go to this, 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 I'd organize this position here, here, here. For me, that's just fun. It's just yeah. fun, a thinking process. So then things I would have never thought of uh, are great learning tools for just trying new things like that. That's that's what the whole point of, of the book is that I'm finding now, having written it, and finding that there's different uses for it than my intended purpose, which yeah. was to let my children know that it's totally okay that they live their own lives do what they want to do as long as it makes them happy and they're not hurting somebody else. Right. That was the only criteria I laid down for them. And uh, now that we're actually using it and actually using it for ourselves, because yeah. very bluntly, I, I go back over mine too. Yeah. I, I have my written plan and I look at it every day and I'm saying, sometimes this is really amazing how how you deal with people and how do you get people to do a job? How do you get things done when you're not doing them yourself? If you're going to start your own company, one of the things that you learn is there's 31 jobs that need to be done, and if it's your company and you have no employees, you got to do all 31 of those jobs. Yeah. And one of the jobs is quality control, and that means interfacing with a disgruntled client. Yeah. So... How do you handle that when you might not be feeling good? <laughs> but these are these are things that uh, that I think that you're bringing out is this on your journey of significance. Part there's a lot of places to learn, and what I was thinking while you were saying that is, you know, like you're retired, so you have a lot of time to figure out what you want to do, where as opposed to yeah, and I have time to make these little day trips. Yeah. And, and and can venture into them. And then I was thinking, well, how could the average person, how could I or some other people use the lessons that you're learning now? And I was thinking that what I, what I teach in my class is that you take a 24-hour calendar yeah. and first thing you mark out is how much sleep. So if you're an eight-hour person, put in eight hours. If I'm a five-hour person, I put in five hours. Okay, that leaves me 19 hours to do anything I want. No, 
I still have obligations. Mm -hmm. So what other obligations do I have in my life that I have to do this, I have to see this person, I have to take the abuse over here with this thing, I have to go and admit that I made a mistake somewhere and how do we correct it, how do you want this fixed? So there's certain obligation things that you put in there, so that takes this amount of time and you put down when those times are. And what you wind up with, and then if you have a job, that would be a great thing. It's not just eight hours at my job because it takes you an hour to and an hour after. So an eight-hour job is a minimum of ten hours. And so you want to take that time out and block that out. Then you look at what's left. Mm -hmm. And in in talking to the people that I'm, I'm talking to at Eve's Place, when I actually get them to write down their day calendar and they look at it and say, I didn't realize I had that much time. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's the things that you do in your downtime when you haven't planned it. And I'm not saying you have to live your life totally structured. Right. That doesn't make any sense either. You just can't be up like a little robot going going through your, your life list. But when you do look at it and analyze it, then, okay, I've got four hours a day. Right. What could I do? Well, I really would like to see what it's like to be in the golf business or I'd like to see what it's like to be in the medical field. Uh, go do a volunteer thing. Yeah. You know, and yeah. you say, Well, I gotta make I gotta make an extra thousand dollars a month. Well use that four hours to figure out how you can do that. How would you like to do that? Right. If right. if you were doing something that you really like to do, gee, and you also got paid, what a concept. And those are some of the things I think we can think about. Yeah, I think so too. And not always the same analogy goes. We have used this for a couple of classes we did. Remember, retired people where they mm-hmm. said, well, I always wanted to learn to play the piano, but I can't find the time. Yeah. Well, you could use the same analogy. Okay, right. so what are you doing between 7 o'clock and 9 o'clock at night? Well, I'm watching news and TV and all yeah. that. Well, what if you played piano, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so... If you structure your time, you can create time to take those side trips and either learn new things or work toward something. I I actually like poker in Mm -hmm. Texas Hold'em, and I watch it on TV. And I say, gee, you know, I would really like to to know. I don't want to go play poker in a casino and sit around there for ten hours a day or something like that. That isn't my my goal. But I would like to know how to how to do that because I see these guys on TV and they'll say, oh, well, yes, you had two aces or you had uh, a deuce and a three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, they, and the person turns it over and, yeah, that's what they had. But, so there's, there's things that, that – and, and I'm just using poker as a, as a life lesson because how people act on the things that they have, you're dealt these cards – and then you act this way, mm-hmm. well, then other people know how you, what you have or what you're yeah. trying to hide. <laughs> but, bless you. The, the idea is that uh, I went and found a website that I can spend an hour a, a night on where I was watching some TV. My goal is to cut my TV time down to like an hour a day. Yeah. And then I'm doing more reading. I just read a book by Norman 
uh, Schwarzkopf. Uh, unbelievable how he he had his life planned. You know, when since he was a kid, and it was like he was destined to lead the Hundred Hours War uh, under uh, the first Bush, and yeah. it, it was amazing because the thing that I didn't realize is that at the time the Iraqi army had just finished the war and they were all highly skilled according to world things so but they were ranked as the fourth largest army the United States was the seventh largest army hmm. see a lot of times people say oh we're the, we're the yeah. superpower yeah. yeah well we got airplanes that can drop a bomb <laughs> in a in a pinhole you know so but not army-wise, and not tank-wise, and not all the other things. But his whole training led up to where he was the perfect person for that position. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want people to understand and, and figure out for themselves. Where do you want to wind up? What is it that you want as the pinnacle of your life? And how do you live it in a normal day-to-day fashion, but you still get the best things from it? And... uh that's one of the things like like the other night I was I was teaching and uh one of the new students came in and uh I mentioned Eve's place says that it's not your fault that you're a victim of domestic violence. And I said, I personally don't agree with that and this lady just went off on me. I mean, just was totally it's not my fault that this person beat me up and all this stuff. And I said, that's that's not my point. I mean, my point, I'm not going back to have you relive that bad thing in your life, except for how you got into that situation. What decisions did you make that led you over to that path where you were in that situation? And then I get the, the people to talk about what led them to where they got into these things. And... I said, okay, now, if you were not a victim at that time, but now that you've had this experience, whose fault is it if it ever happens to you again? Right. And then, as far as moving forward. Yeah, yeah. As, yeah, as getting your life together yeah. and being in control. I'm in control of me. I'm in control of my actions. I'm in control of who is in my life and who is not in my life. Right. And that's what this whole thing about the book, it wasn't written to help victims of domestic violence. It was to help all people make proper decisions and set goals and reach things that they want. And just like what you're bringing up today, it's not for the big thing, okay, here's my uh, 100 hours war that I'm going to you know, be known for forever and I get on my headstone, I get the <laughs> greatest general that ever walked the planet. Uh greatest organizer, whatever he he was or feels that he wanted as his legacy. But that's one of the things I try to get people to say. Since this is not a dress rehearsal, think about, okay, all the way out to the end of your life, what is it that you want people to say about you living on Earth? Mm-hmm. And when you look at and over time, 5% of the people control what's going on in the world. Yeah. So whether that brings down the world, down to your country, down to your state, down to your community, down to your family, down to you. Yeah. And there's, you know, what? 
how do you want to affect and who do you want to affect and how does that represent as a good thing to yourself that says that you had a significant life. And I I just really like what you're doing about exploring and finding out because, you know, what they say now is 70 is the new 50. Yeah. You know, so yeah. we we as humans, we are living longer. I mean, it, people yeah. look around and say, well, why is that? Well, because we're taking better care of ourselves. There's more information on how to make sure our bodies make it. What we're trying to do with success or failure, the choice is yours, is to get people to understand that with their mind, they can wind up wherever they want to be. And they are in control. And and they may have to pop in and pop out of a few places that they thought they wanted to be. Yeah, and they don't like it. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know if I'll be working at a golf course next year. I don't know what, you know, maybe it'll be something else that I may (laughs) think I want to do. Maybe I want to run a business. Who knows? But the the opportunity that if you've thought about those things, and if you have the opportunity and you can utilize the concepts in the book and in our training to explore, see it, feel it, do it, say, boy, I'm glad I did that, but not for me. I'm going back to the main path now. Right. And we'll look for something else. That's perfectly okay. In fact, it makes your life much more fulfilling. Like I just said, I think now it would be more fun to look back and say, well, what are all the things I've done in my life rather than one career? Right. You know, I was able to do this. And we tried this for a year. Oh, we did this for a couple of years. And then we did, you know, that's just part of really a, a fulfilling life. It's it's not the same, but along the same track as a bucket list. You know, I right. want to make sure when as you go down the road, you shouldn't have to wait your 85th birthday to say, what's my bucket list? You yeah. know, your bucket list should be every day. What is it I haven't done I wanted to do? You know, uh, whether that be something material or whether it be travel or something. But I mean, that's, I guess that's what I'm doing right now is I always wanted to work at a golf course. Well, if that was a bucket list item, so be it. But at least I used the, the tools to get there to check that out. You know? Right. And I think that's the operative word is to understand people to understand that there are tools available to them. And the main point is you can have anything you want. It's just that you may not get it. You Just by wishing for it doesn't right. mean it's going to happen. You know, and, again, let me repeat because it it's a very simple process in your book. But without going through all six steps, here were the steps I just took, and these are all in our book, and they're all in the training we do. We visualize. Right. What do I want to be? Where do I want to be? What does it look like? What does it smell like? Blah, blah, blah. For me, I could visualize the golf course very easily. I could visualize in a pro shop, or I didn't even care if I mowed. I just, uh-huh. I, that was my visualization. Well, in order to do that, what would I have to get to make it worth my while? That's a step in the book, too. Right. And some people nail us a little bit. Well, we're not talking finances. Well, you are, because first of all, it costs you to go do something. So right. I, I had a number I needed to make in order to do that. Once I had those two things done, did I have any training I needed? Well, I had to do some research, got yeah. online. What did I need to know? Well, for entry-level positions, probably not much. It would have helped had I had more experience with a computer program, et cetera, et cetera. But I didn't. But I knew what I needed anyway, what training I needed, what I did. So there was my background training. You know, here's where we just start working backwards. I know what I want, know what I gotta have, I know now what training it's it's gonna take. 
Now what do I need to do? Well, I need to find out where they're at. Back on the computer, back online. What's available? How much do they pay? What's the job requirement? You know, I spent hours doing that, looking at all the options. Okay, then if I applied, how would I have to do that? Can you do it on the phone? Do you have to send them a resume? Can you do it online? More research. Finally got down to what are the steps now? Here's the one I'm interested in. What are the steps to do it? Step one, step two, step three. Phone call, resume, redid my resume, put some things like might be helpful in there. Got to know the person who would be in charge of the hiring. Forwarded information. Forward application. Forward additional information. Made sure I followed it up. You know, these are all good job-getting skills yeah. that I hadn't used in 30 years, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, and then, um, actually, which was kind of interesting, is they said, well, we got an opening, as you know, right now, and I wasn't in Arizona. <laughs> and uh, she said, so I'm not sure we can hold it. We yeah. can help you. And I said, okay, I can be there. She said, well, how would you get here? I said, on an airplane. And she said, you would fly to the interview? Now, not everyone could do that. Yeah. But the, the point was, it was another step I had to right. take, right? right? I mean, it was in my list of steps. If I was going to get this job, here's all the paperwork, here's the phone calls, here's the communication. Now, my next step I'm going to have to do is get there. Yeah. And I did. Now, you know, So there was a cost involved in that, but I backed that out of the cost of the, what I had to make. Yeah. It's going to cost me to get to this yeah. interview. Okay. If you back all that out, those are the same steps that are in the book, and I use them for a, you know, a lower level entry position job, you know, to explore a business opportunity. Right. It was just following the steps. But see that that is what what people a lot of times miss because see that you have also you have more than you know you don't. You have more skills than is necessary for an entry level position. You're what's called overqualified right, for that sure. position, yeah. and a lot of times people won't hire you until they figure out who you personally are. Right? Why would you want this position? Yeah. And once you get over that, uh, they're very they're they're very excited about you coming in into that position, and because there's other places you can go in that kind of an organization. Yeah. So. Uh, th- from an employer's point of view, I mean, you are an excellent candidate, and that's what people who are not an excellent candidate need to figure out. But when you're doing your exploring about what kind of a job, what kind of pay, what kind of company you're working for, uh, what are the skill sets that you need to have, what I try to show people is, an employer only wants three things. They want to know, A, that you have the skills to do that particular job. Yeah. And you demonstrated that. Then the other thing is you're willing to use those skills to do that job. And the third thing that I feel is the most important is you're willing to use the skills <laughs> to do that job. <laughs> and yeah. you fit in with the people that is already yeah. there. Yeah. So if you come in and say, well, I'm I'm doing this little entry level job, but I'm really overqualified, and all you people are not. (laughs) (laughs) That isn't going to quite work in the in the workplace. And so, you know, it's because the workplace has to be a fun thing, and sometimes 
it's just like here at the Sun City Country Club. I mean, I do have a great staff, and they work very hard to please the people when they come in. But they can get a little grumpy when nobody's around. Mm-hmm. You know, well, this person did that, and this, you know, and and they go through their little grumpiness. But they're still that's just people stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and the point is that they all like to be here, and if they didn't, they wouldn't be here because it's right. not the highest paying job in the world. And golf is is. Andrew, well, it's it's on the way back. I think it bottomed out, and it's just like the economy. Hopefully, mm-hmm. that that part will work out. So the macro things that are going on in the economy, uh, I don't even want to guess what's going on there. <laughs> but for the individuals, there's always things to do. And one of the things, like in people's lives, figuring out how to how to how to get ahead, you first have to address. What are the skills I have now? What are the assets I have yeah. now? And I have uh, my students go through and do a, a, a financial statement. They say, well, I don't have anything. I'm living in a shelter. Right. What are you talking about, financial statement? They get all puffy about it. And I said, calm down. <laughs> We're going to do an asset assessment. So what skills do you have? What marketability? Well, I, you know, if you have an eighth grade education, yeah, I would say maybe you don't have a lot of skills. Then that's the gap. And so how? what are you going right. to do to fill that in? And where can you get some help that will get you to that step? Because if you don't get your GED and go in and get some college, you're not going to get there. And so what I am teaching my students is, like where you're talking about taking things off and explore, I say get a get your eight hour job, that's ten hours out of your day, then you have to take one college class at least one. Don't go there and get a twenty one units or something because right. especially if you haven't been to school for a while, it isn't going to work. <laughs> no matter how much you want it, it isn't going to work, right. especially if you're working full time. So. Go and take one class and start get your toe in the water and start going down that path as an explore thing. But I like your your concept of of exploring and thinking up. Well, okay, I got my my twenty four hour calendar, and then I put it out on a thirty day calendar. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's certain things in the month that you have you have to go. I have to go to my job. I have to go to the the boss's party or I have to I have to I have to and then I I'm going to my uh, son's uh, graduation or whatever it is put those down and don't have them sneak up on you just know that that's in my normal course of your day and that's how these things are going to work so how do you work backwards so that you get there and this is all like even with us talking today I'm learning some things from you about you know your your ideas of exploration, yeah. Yeah. and I think if the people listening will uh, try to use some of this, the 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 idea is that we're here to help you, and uh, well, and to know we're using it ourselves. I mean, yeah, I it does did. work. I opened the book. I used my stuff yeah. for this little exploratory journey into a new business. Yeah, you know, and, and it worked. Right, <laughs> and so the people that are listening now or or listen later. You can come in and 
and reach us at uh, <coughs> successorfailure.org uh, is is an email address. Go on our website and and look that over. Um, I am remiss in the fact that I'm not keeping it very up to date, but there's a lot of good information on it for, for first time people coming there. The idea is you can order the book uh, as as an ebook. Uh, we have it at $9. If anybody out there really needs the book, we'll figure out some way to get it to you. But the idea is to use it and use the ideas in it so that you can uh, benefit yourself. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's your life. It's, it's journey a journey of significance. It's a good workbook that anyone can follow. And as I'm just, my whole point today, besides we're two. Time to give thanks for what we have, but Absolutely. also can we use these tools that are in the book and, and our website to explore some avenues and not have to think it's my end-all career. Right. But take some time to be thankful and also take some time to explore. Yeah, and, yeah. and know that you have the time. See, that's the whole point. A lot of times people yeah. say, well, I'm 55 or I'm 60 or I'm 70. I'm 74 personally, so I'm still working. But it's what I want to do. Yeah. I mean, because I looked at a lot of people that they go off to some retirement home and, you know, they they showed all these pictures of people playing golf or they're doing this or that or they're going to parties and playing bridge. Well, if that's what you want to do, I think that's what you should plan on. How do you get into that position? But if that's not what you want to do, I like working. Mm-hmm. I like being a productive person. That's, yeah. that's what makes me happy. And part of what we're talking about in the book is what does make us happy? Okay, it's not all about money, and I don't want people to think that all I'm telling you is money, money, money. But money gives you choices. Yeah, That's the thing that it gives you. So success or failure, the choice is yours. The choice to be as successful as you wish to be is available. And in, in, even in this economy, I just think people are missing the whole point of going around with a long face, there's a, a lot of things going on that are good. And yeah. I, I grant you there's a whole bunch that aren't so great, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, you look at the good things and, yeah. and, you, if and you, focus on the good things more. Yeah. And be thankful for the yeah. fact that you don't have a whole bunch of the bad stuff. Because yeah. I, I noticed the latest thing I was reading is people are getting rid of a lot of debt now. The only thing they're having a problem with is getting rid of, of uh, student loans. Mm-hmm can't get rid of it. Right. I mean, and that that will be for a while. So they have to figure out if if you go and do that and you go put these big student loans on, you better have some other answer than I hope I'll get a job out there somewhere because maybe somebody's not out there thinking about creating it. Or on the hand, other hand, there's 21 million people that are not working, and if you want to have a workforce, uh come up with an idea to employ those people. (laughs) I think they'll be standing in line to come and talk to you. Yeah, I agree. So I think we can... Well, anything else? I think that kind of makes the main thing... The main thing I want people to to do is to look at the book and see how it can be successful. If you know of any organization like Eve's Place, because what they try to do is get people to buy the book and then... We donate them to the uh, people that come through my class. Don't just give everybody a book because they showed up once. <laughs> yeah. It's you have to show up and you have to 
do some things that show that you want to get yourself ahead. And I've 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 been having some some very good success there with helping people out, and that that's one of the things I am thankful for is that I found a a, a real niche for uh, a whole group of people that can use the information in yeah. the book. So that's kind of it for me. Yeah, and for me, I think we've made the point. I, I'm very thankful, and I hope people will take time to be to write down or think about what they are thankful for, and then uh, utilize some of these tools to explore some real positive things that can be happening in their lives, rather than always stay on the beaten path. So Absolutely. With that, we would just say we want to thank you for joining us on Success or Failure with Tom and Terry. We hope you join us next month. Uh, we broadcast live on the last Wednesday at 9 a.m., but you can catch us anytime uh, on www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash boomer and babe. In the meantime, feel free to comment and join in the discussion by emailing us at successorfailure.org. And once again, this is Dr. Terry Munther and Tom Legering reminding you that success or failure, the choice is yours. You've been listening to Success or Failure with Tom Legering and Terry Munther. Success or Failure is a Boomer and the Babe Enterprises radio production. Contact them at boomerandthebabe.com.